Hello and welcome to the No Room for Doubt podcast. My name's Kyra Matthews. I'm a manifestation obsessive and I help creatives and independent business owners overcome self-doubt and anxiety so they can build thriving businesses online. So let's get into it. Welcome to another episode of No Room for Doubt. First of all, before I get into it, I want to say thank you to every single one of you who has ever shared this podcast on a story or if you've told a friend about this podcast. Last week, I got the most amazing message from someone on Instagram called Deveni Designs. I hope I'm saying that correctly. And she says this. I want to thank you for your podcast. I have only been listening to them for a week and I already feel so motivated to run and truly succeed in my small business. My friend referred me to this podcast and I am so obsessed. Keep doing what you're doing and thank you for helping me out. That is such a sweet message. So I want to thank you so much for that message. Thank you so much for sharing. And do check out Devaney.designs on Instagram because she's got some really cute earrings going on. Some really fun stuff. So it has been, I've been moving mountains to get this podcast to you this week. I may be good at many things. Technology, figuring things out when my laptop doesn't want to play ball not one of them. (laughs) Okay, not one of them. So I've truly demonstrated a lot of commitment getting this podcast to you. I just want to shout out something that I am noticing more and more and more, and maybe you've noticed this. Got to get on my soapbox for a minute. But sometimes the manifestations and the goals that we're seeking, it feels like it's not working. It feels like those goals aren't coming. Because the soil in which we're trying to plant our manifestations isn't healthy and isn't fertile. And what I'm talking about is your body feels. So when we're feeling overworked, when we're feeling burnt out, when we're feeling tainted, when we are feeling tired, we're not eating well, we're not sleeping well, we're not, you know, moving our bodies... It's almost like all the energy and all the systems get really chugged up and they don't flow. And I think recently I've become, I'm coming into, I've just finished a really busy period of um, my business. So of course I'm coaching my delicious and wonderful clients. Um, I had the live event that I did last week. And also I'm working behind the scenes on my first physical product, which is the journal. So you can focus on your mindset and your manifestations daily. All of these things going on. And I allowed myself to, not even allowed myself, I started to get stressed about all these things that were going on. It started to affect my sleep. I was waking up up at 4am each morning and... This is just an invitation for anyone who's listening. If you're feeling a little bit like how I described, overworked, stressed, just I just call it janky, that just janky feeling, okay? This is your invitation. Use this as an invitation to take a pause, to take a breath and reconnect with your body. Go do something that feels good. Go and eat something that feels really good in your body. And 
this is just a side note. I think the idea of eating well, I've just done bunny ears. You can't see me, but I've done little bunny ears, quotation marks. The idea of eating well is so like politicized. I think that's how I say that word. It's so like, oh, eating this is good and eating this is bad. I think only you know what feels really good for your body. You know, it may be different for, to what I feel like is really good for my body. Anyway, all of this is just to say, check in with how your body feels and go and do something that makes you feel good. Okay, let's jump into the content that I've got for you, shall we? When I share this content, many of you are going to be like, Kyra, you're in my head. This is exactly what I've been thinking. Thank you for recording this podcast. And to that, I say, you're welcome. I am in your head. I think about you all the time. So I basically can read your mind. (laughs) It's a little God-given gift there. So it's October 2021. Many of you okay, have set business, have set goals that you want to achieve in your business this year. And also maybe in your personal life this year, you've set goals that you wanted to get done. Think about what you were saying to yourself in January of this year. Okay. And you're looking at the calendar. It's October. We're coming into the last quarter of this year. And you may be thinking, damn, This year is almost over. It's gone so fast. And I haven't achieved that goal that I set for myself. Or the goal that I set for myself at January, it now seems so far away. And because we're in October, it's unlikely it's going to happen now. If it was going to happen, it would have happened already. If it was going to happen, if I was going to achieve this goal, then surely I would have done more already. I would have been almost there. I would have been halfway there. I would have been three quarters of the way there. And since I'm not there, since I haven't seen the evidence that it's going to happen for me, I'm going to use that as a reason to stop believing in myself. And even though it's October and there's still some time of the year left, I've already given up and I've already, you know, resigned to the idea that this goal is not going to happen and I'm not going to be able to achieve it. Hands up if you're feeling this right now. I don't care if you're listening to this in Tesco or in the car. If you've had a little element of this, just just, just put a little hands up. I can feel your energy. I can feel you doing it. (laughs) Okay. This came up in one of my client sessions. And any time something comes up in my client session, I'm like, I have to talk about it on the podcast with you. I have to, you know, share it with the world. And because of the society we live in, I actually feel like this is a symptom of SMART goals. Do you know the acronym of setting SMART goals, that they should be measurable and timely? But in our brain and somehow in society, we've linked the idea of time to goals achievement. If we set a goal to make £2,000 in one month, what our brain can sometimes do is, okay, In order for me to believe in this goal, I have to make £500 in week one, £500 in week two, £500 in week three, and then in week four, I will achieve my goal. And if we get to week two and we've made no money, 
then our brain freaks out and uses it as evidence for why we won't achieve our goal. And maybe you've done this, you've set, a, you've set a goal for the year and you're looking at October and you think, this is a huge goal, it's a scary goal. If I was going to achieve it, I would have done it already. But no, no, no. <laughs> this is not happening. I want to give you some examples of goals that have been achieved that have not been linear and have not made sense in terms of a timeline, Okay. So instead of goals happening really equally over the year or over the month, these goals have happened in really sporadic, um, really sporadically in terms of time and linear and our concept of linear time. And I want to share these examples because I want to show you what could be possible. If you stop believing now in your goal, if you use the evidence that, you know, you haven't achieved it or you're not halfway or you've got so much. And if you focus on those reasons, you will miss out on so much opportunity. OK, so let me share with you some of these examples that I've got. And after in this episode, I will teach you and I'll talk to you about how you can create the kind of belief to see yourself through to the end of the year and beyond. So in March, okay, I relaunched my one-on-one coaching program. Um, I call it the Unstoppable One-on-One Coaching Program. It's a really long wordy name. That's just what I call it. So I relaunched that in March of this year. And I set an income goal for myself. I set an amount of clients that I wanted to create. And for the first two weeks of that month, I was promoting about my one-on-one coaching, sending emails, talking about it on the podcast. I was posting about it online and I received no response from anyone for like the first two weeks. Okay. And I was in such a place of alignment that I held that belief and I achieved my income goal, okay? But I achieved it about six days after the month ended. So I I achieved my goal on like April the 6th or April the 5th. And even though I wanted that money or I wanted that goal to come for in March, just because it happened in April doesn't mean I wasn't super happy about it, okay? But if I had got to the end of March and I decided, well, it hasn't happened, so it's not going to happen, I would never have been able to see what's possible if I just kept on believing in myself. Another example is the lovely Miss Elizabeth Styles. If you haven't heard of Elizabeth Styles, she's at Elizabeth Styles on Instagram, I think. And she is a fashion brand mentor. And she often talks about with her courses, she'll be promoting them for six weeks, eight weeks, maybe three months at a time. And she has signups all the way through her launch. But it's actually on the very last day where she has the most signups. Could you imagine if halfway through her launch, she's like, well, I've only had a few people sign up. I've had less than I wanted to. I'm just going to give up and quit. She would be saying goodbye to all those people that are choosing to sign up on the very last day. 
Okay. And I recommend checking out her page because she's done some Instagram live videos where she's talking about how her brain is like getting really freaked out, but she managed to hold, she manages to hold her faith and her belief so she can see it all the way through to the last day of her launch. And then I want to talk about the lovely Jess Cook, who was one of my amazing, amazing clients. She is at Proper Vacant on Instagram. I recommend you all follow her and buy all of her products, obviously. <laughs> and I think it was in the month of June. I hope she doesn't mind me saying this. She is going to be on the podcast in a couple of weeks. You'll be able to hear her story right from her. But I think it was in the month of June where she made like very little sales. It was like her lowest month of sales ever in her business historically. Okay. And she showed up for that month with such confidence. She was like, fine, I'm not making sales. I'm just going to go work on something else in my business. I'm going to go do something else. I'm going to work on my branding. I'm going to work on reels. I'm going to work on making content. And she didn't use the fact that she had had her lowest sales in business as a reason for why she wouldn't be successful. And because she held her belief, even though the money wasn't coming in, even though she wasn't seeing those results that she wanted in the first week of august she had her highest selling week ever in one week of august okay and then that month she made more money than her the money that was coming in in her full-time so so fun but that was only possible because she kept up the belief Sometimes with our goals, we can be so close to them coming through, to them manifest manifesting. The only difference between people who are very successful and those who aren't is that the successful people, they just never gave up. They never allowed any evidence to be a reason for why their goals wouldn't be possible. And this is what I teach my clients, okay? So the episode that I'm bringing to you today is coming directly from my one-on-one -on -one coaching program. This is exclusive, honeys. <laughs> and of course, if you want help implementing this in your life and your business, you're definitely going to want to get in touch with me and begin coaching with me. So... What we're really talking about, holding this belief, creating this belief, regardless of what your environment is saying and regardless of what evidence or any, you know, failures you think you're having. It comes back to this core concept of creating goal certainty. And what I like to think of this of is you want to get to a place where you are so certain in your goal that it doesn't become, that your goal isn't this wishful thing that you're hoping will happen, you're hoping the universe delivers it to you, this really nice thing to have, but your goal in your mind becomes a fact of life. And I've spoken about this concept, like facts of life. Like I have a file in my brain where if I don't want to have mind drama about something, I'm like, oh yeah, it's a fact of life. Okay. It's a fact of life that I can't control my Instagram algorithm. That's just a fact of life. I'm not going to try and fight it. I'm not going to try and resist it. It's a fact of life. 
I want you to imagine if the goal that you have right now was fat. Like it was fat that you were going to finish the year and have achieved your outcome. Okay. How would you be showing up for that goal differently? How would you feel about it? And right now, I want you to ask yourself, how have you been showing up for that goal? Have you been showing up like it's not going to happen? Have you been showing up like it can't happen for you? Because if you've been showing up that way, it's going to create certain results. Now, how do you create this goal certainty? I want you to know that this goal certainty is like a practice. It's not something where you're going to listen to this podcast and you're just going to be like, yeah, I've got goal certainty now and everything is great. It takes a lot of commitment and a lot of practice. And you may be working on creating that goal certainty over many months, many weeks, many days of continuous practice. And it's really interesting because when we have a mindset that is trying to avoid failure, what our brain tells us is that if I fail, if I try something and I fail, then it means my goal isn't going to happen for me. But creating certainty around your goal actually what requires a lot of failure. There comes to a point where you've tried so many things and you've had so many fails. But each time you fail, you pick yourself up so many times that you become really strong and really well practiced in the art of picking yourself up, of loving yourself, of analyzing your data from a neutral place. That becomes a skill that you gain. And because you've developed this skill of picking yourself up after a fail, of treating yourself with love and compassion and respect, of, you know, talking to yourself kindly, you develop that skill. What happens is the concept of failing and having to pick yourself up again isn't that scary. And what it means, it gives you the power to fail more so you can fail forward towards your goal rather than thinking failure is going to move you away from your goal. Now, the idea of failing forward is a really important concept because there's only one way that we achieve any goal. Like, I want you to imagine there are things that have been invented that have never been invented before, before that person did it. Like, before the car... Someone had to fail hundreds of times in order to create a car, in order to create an airplane, okay? That is the process of achieving your goals. There's no, many people will have recipes or methods for how it worked for them, but truly in your own life, you have to create your own recipe. You have to create your own method for how you're gonna achieve this goal. And the only way you can really do that is by failing forwards. And when you fail forwards, the pain of a failure, it doesn't put you off trying again when you get really good at this. Actually, the pain of the failure makes you want your goal more. You're like, that was so horrible. That was so painful. But now that's just recommitted me to this result. So I am not going to stop until I get this goal. I'm going to keep going. 
And this is why when people send me a DM on Instagram, when my clients come to me and say, well, I'm experiencing this really challenging on pe- challenging period or challenging problem in my business, I get kind of happy inside. I'm like, if you are able to hold the faith while you experience this challenge, then you are going to grow so much. And it's so interesting because I always usually find that the best manifestations come on the other side of this period of struggle and continuous failure. So I want you to think about a goal that you have or that you want to achieve before the end of the year. And I want you to think about the timeline. So if it's a goal that you had that you started at the beginning of the year, maybe your timeline was to complete it in the first six months of the year or the first 12 months of the year. I want you to take a second and ask yourself, what does the timeline mean to you? Okay, is the timeline a way to measure your success? Is it like if I haven't achieved this in six months, then I'm not going to achieve it and I'm not successful? I think that this is a very limiting way to look at time and your goals. And I want to offer you an invitation for how I think about time and my goals. Instead of time being this deadline for me to achieve it, like if I haven't achieved this by the 31st of December, you know, I'm a failure and I'm going to give up my business. I look at the concept of time and sort of like deadlines for my dates, my goals in a slightly different way. So what I actually invite myself and all of my clients to do is to look at time as a container. I invite them to look at time as a container. So instead of looking at time for your goals as a deadline, think about the time for your goals as a container where you're going to practice believing that this goal is possible for you. I literally call it a belief container. And in my one-on-one program, my clients set 90-day goals. It's 90 days where they practice believing the best in themselves. 90 days where they take lots of big action and they collect lots of failures so they can fell forward towards their goals. Okay. So instead of, and what this does, thinking about your the time that you have as a belief container, as a container for where you're going to practice that belief, what it does is it gets you focusing on what you can control about your goals. So in, when you think about your goals and the time for your goals as a deadline, what it does is it makes you really focused on the result, on the outcome. Like I have to make £30,000 in my business or otherwise I'm a failure. And you become really fixed on the outcome so that any time you, um, you have a month where you haven't made any sales or you hit a block in the, ro- in the road or maybe you got COVID so you was ill for a little bit of time, ill for a bit of time and you 
and you're not working towards your goal or anything that makes you question whether you're going to hit that goal, because you're so focused on the outcome, you miss all of the little wins and all of the nuances on the way to achieving that goal. It makes the goals feel really challenging, really painful. And it's a great way to demotivate yourself like halfway through. It's really challenging when you're focused on the result. Your brain is like, I either have the result and I'm a success or I don't have the result and I'm a failure. Instead of thinking about it in that way, when you think about creating a belief container, you really focus on changing your thoughts about yourselves, your beliefs about yourself to the version of you, the beliefs that you have when you do achieve this goal. And here's what I mean. I'm going to give you an example of this. I, I, I recognize that I'm getting really wordy here with my explanation. So I'm going to give you an example. Many, many times I have set the goal to lose weight or a certain amount of weight. And when I was focused on the result, what it meant is I did lots of crash diets. I worked out five days a week and I cut out all the like nasty calorie sugary snacks. And the truth is I did lose weight like that. I got to my goal weight. I've done that many times before in my life. However, because I was so focused on that goal and on the outcome, as soon as I got to my goal weight, I stopped doing all of the things that got me there in the first place. I stopped caring. I became really complacent. I was like, oh, I've achieved my goal. And as soon as I got there, I started putting weight back on because I was just focused on the result. And I now had no long, nothing to motivate me to keep going. Rather, if you focus on building the beliefs of someone who has your goal weight, you start looking at your life and creating your goal from a place of lifestyle. How can I make healthy eating choices a lifestyle habit for me? How can I make working out just part of my lifestyle routine? Can I walk more places? Should I get rid of my Oyster card? Should I cycle everywhere? Should I, you know, like you start asking yourself different questions and it's the same for your goals. I want you to think about the goal that you have for this year, personal or business. Maybe it was to move to a different country. Maybe it was to create a certain amount of sales or a certain number of income. I want to ask ask yourself, what kind of lifestyle, what would you have to think and believe about yourself in order for that goal to manifest into life? Who would you have to be to make the goal that you're seeking so obvious and the only thing, the only possibility that could happen? Okay, because if you're walking every day and you make healthy eating choices a habit, then of course you're going to lose weight. The only option that can happen is that you will achieve your goal weight, as an example. Who would you have to become if it's an income goal that you're wanting to create? Would you have to show up online every day? Would you have to take the idea of quitting off the table? Would you have to talk to more people, do something scary every day? Who would you have to be to make this goal an out, a true outcome for you? So you ask yourself what sort of lifestyle you'll have to have in order to support and sustain this goal. The next thing you're going to want to do is to think about all of the things that could go wrong. (laughs) 
And I know that sounds counterintuitive, but think of all, but your brain is going to give you all of those doubts anyway. So you might as well plan for them ahead of time. If you're a small business owner and you're thinking about, you know, the Christmas period being a busy time for you, write down all of the things that if you went after this goal, that could go wrong. Maybe you'll go to a market and you won't make sales. Maybe you'll forget your stock on the train. Maybe you won't get accepted to the markets that you want. Maybe you'll do loads of posts and you'll get really overwhelmed. Write down all of the worst things that could happen if you went after this goal. And then for every single fail that could happen, ask yourself what you would do and how you would show up if that fail was to happen. Let's take the example of not getting into a Christmas market that you applied for. What would you do if that happened? When you don't take the time to plan for your fails, what your brain does is it just has this thought running around and swimming around in your brain. And it's you, what your brain is wanting you to do is it's wanting you to answer the question, what if you don't get into any markets? What if you don't make any sales? And the truth is, if you went after this goal and you went all in and you didn't get into the market that you wanted chances are you wouldn't shut down your instagram and cancel your squarespace or your spotify um, membership you wouldn't be like okay well my business is over then and just like fall onto your back like a little turtle <laughs> you would find another way you would keep doing things you would try reels or tiktoks or try another market when you go through this process and you write down all of the ways that you would show up or handle any sort of failure you show yourself and you show your brain how resourceful you truly are and if the worst thing that can happen is that you will be right back where you started really going after this goal is not so bad <laughs> Like, what do you really have to lose? And I've done this with many clients where we've written down the worst case scenario, all of the worst things that could happen. And what they realise that even if the worst thing did happen, they would still rather the worst case have happened knowing that they tried something and they bet big on themselves rather than avoiding the worst case and staying where they are. When we fail and when we fail forward, we imagine being rejected and being humiliated by our families or the people that will see us online. And maybe part of that will happen. Maybe our families will turn around and say, hey, see, I told you, it's not gonna work out. But the truth is, with every failure, you are getting data that's gonna inform the next success. And the more data you collect, the more successful your win will be. And the same people who are judging you online or in your family who are judging you for your fails, they are not the same people who are sitting there evaluating the fails with you. So they're only getting that chance to make that opinion on a very small piece of the story. But you, as a high thinking business owner, as an inspired creative, you know that failure is part of the process. Evaluating is part of the process. Celebrating what worked is part of the process. 
And by focusing on those things, you get momentum to continue going and to hold your belief no matter what your evidence is outside. The next thing you're going to want to do is ask yourself how you are going to recommit and evaluate as you go through this process. So when we set goals, let's take the example of running, of running a marathon. You decide you're going to run a marathon and you say to yourself, I'm going to train for the next six months and I'm going to go running three times a week for the next six months. When we set goals, often we think, oh yeah, I'll just, it will be no problem. I'll show up every week and I'll get it done. However, many of us know that it's not the case. Many of us know that we start our goals and we feel really excited at the beginning, but sometimes motivation wanes. Sometimes we get a bad night's sleep. Sometimes uh, we want to go out with our friends on a Saturday and it conflicts with our Sunday morning routines and our Sunday morning runs. All of these scenarios you want to plan for in advance. So how will you recommit and evaluate your progress? For a sales goal or a business goal, you may want to plan in monthly evaluations, weekly evaluations. You might wanna put time in your calendar where you're gonna look at, okay, so I tried this thing last week, here are my results, do I wanna do more of it or do I wanna do less of it? For me personally, I have a spiritual energy check-in every Saturday morning. So what it means that Saturday mornings are my mornings. I get my tarot cards or oracle cards out. Shout out to Boss Magic who actually gifted me a set and it's so fun. They're like all pink and colourful. I love them. I get my journal out. Even though I journal every day, this Saturday morning journal session is pretty special because I have the chance to journal for hours and hours. And usually from week... In my weekdays, I only get to journal for about an hour or 45 minutes. So I get my journal out, I get a nice cup of coffee, my oracle cards, I get the secret out, the book. And I, if I'm working on any coaching programs or if I'm in any memberships or groups, I'll also catch up on any information or any workshops that I need to then. And so Saturday is my time to get re-inspired about my goal. It's my time to visualize it being a success, to celebrate all the wins that I've had this week, to get myself really pumped up and excited for the week ahead. Okay, if you're looking at me and you think that I have just got confidence for days and energies for days and you think that I don't take time to stop and fill up my cup you are mistaken because I found that taking the time to recommit and allowing myself to become demotivated like being honest with myself that does happen to me but planning ahead of time for how I'm gonna prevent that or how I'm gonna stop myself from wanting to quit it's a really high level or high level way of thinking about your goals and all the things that can happen and when you think about your goals in this way and when you think about creating that belief t- container 
All you then have to do, the next thing you have to do is to show up and to take one day at a time. When you are thinking, well, it's the end of the year, it's October, my goal's not going to happen. What you're doing is you're zooming out so far out and looking at all of the things that you cannot control. Zoom in. What can you do today that can move you closer to your goal than you were yesterday? Okay. Now, what if you set a goal for yourself and it's October and it still feels really impossible? Your brain is, even after chatting it through, your brain is still feeling like, there's no way I can do this. This is just too crazy. First of all, make sure you go through all the tasks in this episode, including writing down all the possible fails that you could have and what you would do if those fails will happen. Because it's likely that by going through that task, you will discover that the things that you're afraid of aren't that scary. If it still feels really impossible and really like you can't do it, the next thing is to show up even though it feels impossible. Hear me out on this. When you go for the belief container, there's a couple of internal changes that happen with how you think about yourself and your business. You start the process feeling like it's impossible, but you may have the thought, you know what, I see people online doing it. It's possible that someone somewhere has achieved this goal. And that might be all you need to keep the faith and keep the hope and to keep going. Okay. And when you take action from this place, you start finding all this evidence that other people have achieved the thing that you want to achieve. You're like, it's not impossible. People have done it before. The next stage, once you find evidence that people have achieved that goal before, the next stage is it's possible that somebody like me with my background, with my education, with my audience size, with my product style could achieve this goal. Like it's possible someone like me could do this. And you start taking action from that place. You start creating evidence that it's possible someone like you could do this. And the more evidence you create, the next place you can go into your belief is, actually, you know what? It's possible that I really could do this. Like I'm getting a few little wins. I've done my evaluations. I am moving forward. I am seeing positive results. It's possible someone like me could do this. And then you keep on taking action from that place until you get to the place where you can confidently say and truly believe in yourself when you say, I am going to achieve this goal. Like no matter what, I am going to hit this goal. And you notice you don't have to start feeling like, yeah, it's 100% possible, but you can allow yourself to grow into the belief, to understand that it's a process of taking action, trying things, and then doubling down on your thoughts and your beliefs about yourself. A goal feeling really hard or impossible is not a reason to stop or to quit. The date or the time on your calendar is not an excuse or a reason to stop or quit. The amount of failure that you've already been through during this year isn't a reason to stop and quit. And I want you to ask yourself how, when you look at all the things that you think are holding you back, 
How could they, in fact, be reasons for why this goal is destined and why it must happen for you? I've taken this directly from my one-on-one Unstoppable Coaching Programme. So if you want help implementing this into your life and going into these topics deeper in your business, it's time to reach out for one-on-one coaching. Together, we create a belief container. You'll have weekly coaching calls to keep you accountable to the beliefs that you've set and we'll be regularly evaluating the results and the actions that you get. It's so much fun and I can't wait to hear from you. If you'd like to apply if you'd like to apply to work with me one on one, all you have to do is hit me hit me up on Instagram. You can send me a link. Sorry, you can send me a DM on Instagram at Carry the Bold, or you can go to the link in my bio and click apply for one on one coaching. Can't wait to hear from you and I'll see you again next week. Take care.